0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls Get Confident podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. I mean, to be fair, I have been excited about every single episode so far, and I hope that that feeling never goes away. But today is an extra special one because we have our first guest on the show. Now, you may not know this, but I run a membership community. The membership community is called Girls Get United. You can find out all about it at my website girlsgethq.com now what we do there is we help women just like you to grow and to become the best version of yourself now what this means is making yourself a priority and we teach you how to do that in a way without feeling guilty because we do not like to add more guilt to our lives to be honest We already do that enough for ourselves. Now, every single month, we have a different lesson all to do with personal growth. And our next lesson is being guest featured by the one and only Sarah Guernsey from Live Lively. So I thought, why not? In the lead up to, uh, as the excitement rolls through for this lesson going live, why not have Sarah on the show? And why not go deep, learn... All about how we can create habits to support our goals to really set us up for success because what is the point of creating goals if you're not going to achieve them, or at least have the tools available to you to achieve them right. So you will love this episode. There is so much goodness inside of it. And I can't think of a better person than to be the first guest of the Girls Get Confident podcast. I said to you in the intro episode to the show that I wanted to connect with real women real women who are out there doing it right they're striving to be the best version of themselves they can possibly be they're striving for a life that they dream of and on today's episode the lovely sarah shows us a peek behind the curtain of how she does that for herself and her life she is so ambitious so motivated and inspiring and i can't wait for you to get into this episode so let's not muck around anymore let's get straight into it. This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. So Sarah, I'm so grateful to have you here on the Girls Get Confident podcast. The first guest, might I add, it is so great to have you. Thank you for your time.
1: Well, thank you, Janelle. I'm very honored to be the first guest. Um, I definitely don't take that lightly. So um, thank you so much for choosing me. I really, really appreciate it.
0: No, of course, like I said, I'm so grateful. And planning for this episode and knowing that you were the first guest, I was thinking to myself, what would I like to do with my guests? What can I do as a way to kind of get to know the guests a little bit more and have our lovely ladies at home get to feel like they know you a little bit more? So I thought, Why not start with a quick fire this or that? How does that sound?
1: Oh, I love. Okay, let's go. Beautiful.
0: Okay. Coffee or hot chocolate?
1: Hot chocolate.
0: Sweet or savory? Sweet. Should have guessed when you said hot chocolate, right? (laughs) Yeah. Reading books or listening to books? Oh, reading, reading Mm, books. That's good. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Big party or small gathering?
1: Definitely a small gathering. Anyone that knows me, I will take a small gathering any day.
0: <laughs> I love that. Swimming or sunbathing? Swimming. <laughs> that's cool. That, that's great. So many people are just like, I go to the beach just to lay at the beach, but I'm never going in the water. Um, great. And yeah,
1: and I'm very very pale, so it's dangerous for me to sit
0: and sunbathe. It's just like it's not a vibe. <laughs> Straight in in the water, enjoy yep. it for a bit of a swim, and then out. Love it. Exactly. Uh, yep. Facebook or Instagram?
1: Instagram, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I feel that from you. I mean, that's how I first actually came across you was on Instagram, so that's no surprise there. And last one, winter or summer?
1: Oh well, no, this is hard. <laughs> um, I'm gonna actually have to go winter. Okay. I, I love a good cozy night in, to be honest. And um, yeah, the fire vibe. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm going to go with winter.
0: I love it. You've got your winter, your hot chocolate, your sweets beside you, maybe some YouTube or reading a book. <laughs> Sounds fabulous.
1: <laughs> me, me to a T, I tell ya.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, now we've got that out of the way. I feel like we know you a little bit more. Why don't you tell us about yourself and what it was that got you on this journey of personal growth?
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I have always been a bit of a lover of self-improvement. Ever since I was back in high school, I was pretty determined to look at kind of how I was having my routines and how I was kind of setting goals and making sure that I was always sort of finding ways to improve myself. Um, And then I sort of got into the stationary world quite young as well because I was making, I often would make my own little planners and I'd designed them on my computer, print them off on quite thick card and cut out every single page. It was very labor intensive, um, but found that I really had a, I had a love for designing stationary products. And I've always loved kind of buying stationary as well. And so I decided to start a blog while I was still in high school, all about kind of productivity, um, kind of how I was following, you know, my goals and try to um, bring in some new habits into my life and also some fun recipes and stuff. I was really into cooking um, and so I kind of collated that all into Live Lively and a blog. And I decided during 2020 after, well, as we were going through the the COVID-19 lockdowns that I wanted to transform it into a business. Mm -hmm. Always wanted to have that kind of ownership over a business and products and, you know, that experience of sending out orders to people. Um, So I gave myself six weeks to turn what was a blog into a small product-based business, which... Thrived off kind of having really minimalistic, but beautiful designs of stationery um, that were all printed here in New Zealand. And so that was kind of the basis for it and gave myself six weeks and launched in July of um, 2020. And it's just been upwards from there. I've absolutely loved the journey. We've I've had the opportunity to collaborate with some pretty amazing women who have kept me, kept me inspired on that personal development journey along the way, have learned so much um, and I've just really loved having kind of something that's really my own, and that's also taught me a lot about myself as well. So definitely plays into that personal development journey. But that's sort of the journey to here I, to where I am today. Um, and luckily, get to collaborate with some pretty incredible women like you as well along along the journey. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. And I, I remember a while ago, I actually said to you, one day we will create something together. I don't know what yet, but I just yeah. feel, I, I feel that. <laughs> We're we, we putting out the vibes. And I mean, I'm always, you know, thinking, and obviously you are too with your passion for stationery and, keeping people inspired towards their goals and, and creating the best life for themselves possible. So we will get there. Along your journey, um, what created meaning in the word confidence for you? You know, when I say, what does confidence mean to you? What comes to mind? To
1: me when i think about that word um and it's quite a big one i definitely think about being like wholeheartedly authentic mm-hmm. um i don't think it's necessarily about being completely fearless or unaware of what people might think of you but rather seeing all of those big and scary things in life and doing them anyway um i love that quote of like feel the fear and do it anyway and to me that's a lot about what confidence is all about and i know when i feel the most confident it's when I have that true faith in my own abilities and I'm allowing myself to let go of that comparison or concern of what other people will think of me and not letting that hinder the way I show up as like my whole authentic self. Um, and to me, that's that's confidence in action.
0: Absolutely. And I think you've just said that so so well, like the, the more you do those things that scare you, the more confidence grows within you. And before, you know it, you're doing stuff that a few years ago might have scared the crap out of you. And you would have thought I could never do that, but step-by-step, step, the more you do it and the more you find you, yourself and your own authenticity, it just becomes more natural and just a part of life. So I love that. Can you think, or do you know anything specifically that you do that creates confidence within yourself?
1: Yeah, I think I, and I love what you are saying before in terms of that, like building resilience. It's, I think it's all about, you know, finding those things that really are aligned with who you are mm. and doing them no matter what kind of the consequences or the impacts. And for me, that's figuring out, I mean, for me, it was a big thing actually about starting a business. It was having that faith in the idea investing time and money and energy towards it and that kind of taught me in many ways that my voice has power and I can show up and do the things that I love and I don't have to kind of have any excuses for that like that's just me showing up and being like my true authentic self and I think that's done a lot for building my own confidence you know there's oftentimes when you run a business where you have to prove to other people you know why it should exist and almost pitch yourself quite frequently and so you have to have this this confidence in your own ability and, and what you've created. And I think that's definitely um, kind of really, really helped me develop and that skill of confidence and just showing up however I am and, you know, being really being unafraid of showing what my passions are um, mm. has definitely been a big part of that journey.
0: Do you think there's ever been a stage in your life where you were afraid of showing what your passions were?
1: Totally. I, I was actually um, speaking to someone about this the other day of when I first started lively, the blog, I um, was really terrified of my friends finding out about it. And so I didn't tell anyone at high school. I know, I know. I didn't tell anyone at high school about it. And I was determined to like not let anyone find out. And my mom knew and like we had worked on it together and stuff. And some of her family friends knew, but I didn't tell any of my friends. And it wasn't until I turned Lively into a product-based business. So I was like, okay, maybe now, like maybe now I'll tell people about it because I've actually got something to sort of like show for it. Um, and then I was like, no, 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 like I don't have enough followers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. And then, you know and, you know, and all these kind of like messages of self-doubt were oh, coming right. in and to make me feel inadequate about something I'd created. Mm. Um, and then I realized, honestly, like screw it. Like you're <laughs> not ever gonna feel qualified enough to run a business um, so why should you wait to like tell people about it if it's something you're really passionate about mm. and I think that was a big realization of you know this is really scary to tell someone about what you've been working on a lot in your spare time while everyone else is kind of out partying and you know hanging out with their friends and doing all the, all of those other things like um, really putting my energy towards something that I loved was scary and having people not love it as much as I do um, but I decided to be honest, like, let's just let people know. And if they, if they don't like it, they don't like it. And that's totally fine. And maybe they're just not my people. And mm. luckily I, I told all my friends and they loved it. Like my friends are my biggest supporters of Lively. And um, they often send me photos of them having their products all over their desk at work and, or um, yeah, them using it to plan out their month ahead. And it's, honestly been so empowering to see my friends be so supportive of what I've created and something I love so much and that's definitely helped so much with my confidence too.
0: That is so great and I love that you acknowledge that because we always, not always, but quite often we do have this fear inside of our head and I was actually talking about this on a recent episode and that fear is our ego trying to keep us safe you know and so so it'll tell us things because it doesn't want us to get put out there and it doesn't want us to get hurt and especially doesn't want our friends to not to like us or to approve of us or to you know validate us but that is so cool that you realize like you know what this is so important to me and if my friends are real friends they will respect that and they will encourage me and motivate me and obviously that's what they've done for you and I mean why wouldn't they because who doesn't love stationary stationary is the best and especially yours it's so stunning as well well wow. oh thank
1: you I think I really just realized that you know if I show show up as my true authentic self mm-hmm. like I'll attract around me the people that will love that and that I'll actually want to be around as well and so it was it was also a case of okay, like, how can I just be me so mm-hmm. then I can attract the people that'll just love me for me because I know that they're the best people to have in my life um and while I didn't technically lose any friends like the risk of me you know sharing about my, my business wasn't massive. Um, to me, it was still really scary. And that process of just being, being okay with it, people did possibly say like, Hey, I think that's freaking weird. It was, it was like, to me, that wasn't worth me hiding away something Absolutely. that I was so passionate about. So it was just kind of weighing that up and you know, it's, it's hard, but like when you figure out that the best, the best result is just however you can show up as you, mm. it's um, it makes those hard choices easier
0: absolutely and I think that leads perfectly on to the next question because this question is what do you do on those days where you don't feel so confident
1: yeah it is it is really hard um I actually had a situation not too long ago where I was that I think is a great example for how this kind of comes into play and Mm -hmm. I was going to a party with my boyfriend it was going to be the first time I was going to meet some of his friends and I was so nervous. Like as I was getting (laughs) ready during the evening, I felt like all these bubbling like thoughts of comparison and I was like overthinking what I was wearing. I would change every like two minutes. I was like, oh my goodness, my hair is flat. Like I was just freaking out. Mm -hmm. And I was just feeling all of those kind of self-talk things come into my head that were, you know, bringing me back down. And I think what got me through was having this faith that if I showed up and I was just myself, that that was always going to be enough. Mm-hmm. and it's really hard to kind of feel that fear and do it anyway but I guess for me it was seeing the learning in that tricky situation of um you know if I go and do this the amount of resilience and trust I'm going to have in my own abilities will be so so worth it and for me it's just o- how, how I can override those voices of self-doubt which trick you into thinking that you're not capable in those situations and just reminding yourself of what's actually true and what's mm-hmm. not um And for me, I showed up, I had a great time. I, to be honest, I drove, we drove there and I thought, you know, if I'm still, if I'm still feeling like this, I may as well just drive home. But I got there and I just thought, honestly, like you're so close now, like you Mm. may as well just do it. And I think that's a big tip for those days where you don't feel so confident is just, just focus on the little milestones, like getting out the door, like getting there, Mm. like taking a step in the door, like just those little steps and talking yourself through those rather than like that whole entire jump of I'm going to go to this big party. Um, But just focusing on like, okay, I'm going to leave the house now and then I'm going to drive somewhere and then I'm going to get out of the car. And just those little little mini um, milestones along the way can just be really helpful to help bring down that self-talk.
0: Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Thank you very much for that advice. Um, How important is it for you? Because, I mean, you've got a lot going on in terms of university, your business, obviously still trying to... um, to have a social life or spend time with your boyfriend, no doubt, and your friends and your family, people that are important to you. How important is it for you to have goals?
1: Um, I am someone who really thrives when I have like a clear direction and clear plan of where I want to go. And I've always been like that. I've always been someone that likes... Having an idea of what my end vision is. Um, so, for me, goals are the way that I break down those big, lofty ideas of where I want to end up in, you know, three, five, 10 years, and actually breaking them down into milestones, which I can tick off along the way. Um, and they're trackable. I love that about goals and <laughs> that I can say, okay, here's where I am at the moment. Here's what I've already achieved. Mm. Um, but, you know, here's the next steps for me, and here are the areas that I still want to continue to improve. and. I just want to note about goals. Like, I think goals when done well can be phenomenal. But you, with every goal that you set, I also think you have to hold gratitude in that space for what you've already accomplished. So I think it's really important for me to have goals that recognize my progress already, um, that make me realize that I've done so much to come to where I am now, but, you know, still those areas where I potentially could improve and do more.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of your goals, how important is it for you to create habits to support those goals for me it's
1: actually it's crucial and I'm, I'm a really firm believer that those habits are the stepping stones to us taking off those goals and actually um, accomplishing them for me they the habits are what make our goals and living into that dream self or where we want to end up just part of our daily routine and it's it's for me it's how I show up every day and say this is how I'm prioritizing myself And this is how I'm prioritizing and kind of living into that person that I want to be in the future and and kind of bringing some of that dream self into my reality. And I think that's just such a crucial way to break down those goals because, I mean, everyone knows at this time of the year as well, like we think of these big goals, but we often fail to think about the action steps required to like make them a reality. And that's where habits come in for me. They're, They're those action steps that can really like show us the pathway to taking those goals off. So they're not just sitting on, you know, a list on a piece of paper on the wall. Um, They're actually something we begin to live into.
0: I love that. Can you, if you don't mind, share an example of a goal that you have at the moment and also some of the habits that you've implemented in order to help you to achieve that goal?
1: Sure. So a big goal for me this year is actually fixing my finances. I've always (laughs) been pretty aware of like money and how it comes in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am moving out of home this year. And so one of my big goals is actually setting a budget and getting my head around how that's going to work and actually really sticking to it. Um, so at the start of the year, I sat down and broke down kind of how much I wanted to save, um, and how much I needed to kind of contribute to those saving goals to get to where I wanted to get within a certain timeframe. frame. And so what I like doing is breaking them down into monthly contributions. Mm-hmm. And out of this, I've created the habits of, you know, re- reviewing my finances really frequently, um, actually transferring from certain accounts into my savings accounts um, and just having a look over my budget and efforts budget and actually still working for me. And I think this is a great example of how the habits that I talk about and the habits that I implement every day aren't just those daily routine habits. They're not just things I do every morning and night. But there are actually those weekly and monthly habits too, because I think they can be often forgotten when we talk about habits. Um, but those weekly and monthly habits of sitting down, reviewing my finances um, or kind of looking over that budget again are definitely things that I'm, I'm putting in place for that, for that goal in particular.
0: It is so cool. And how handy because you and Sarah from the One Up Project have a um, money tracker as well. So I love to
1: hate that spending log. It is it's <laughs> terrifying how revealing it is about your spending habits, but it is so helpful when you're actually trying to get your finances back on track. Um, but I know a lot of people, have bought it, but it's mm. terrified them. <laughs> like oh, they really? don't want to go back to it. Like it's, it's quite eye-opening.
0: <laughs> it is eye-opening. I remember when I was first getting into budgeting, I did the same thing and I kept all of my receipts. And what I would do at the end of every week as well is I would go through my online banking and I would see specifically where I'd spent my money and how I'd gone wrong, you know, with bunny ears of overspending in one area or, you know, whatever. Um, and it is, it's really confronting seeing where you spend your money, but it's so beneficial because I mean, now how's many years on? I spend barely any money at all because you just, you just start to see what I guess what's important. And what I always find really interesting is if you want something telling yourself how many hours of work it's going to take you to pay for that thing.
1: <laughs> My mum always does that, she <laughs> that. You've got to think about your hourly rate relative yeah. to what you're spending. That's a really good point and a good way to kind of bring those income, sorry, your expenses rather in reflection of what your income is. And I think a lot of people forget to really say, if this is how much I want to spend, if this is how much I want to save, is this re- like is this realistic compared yes. to what my income is at the moment mm. um, and so having having a way to compare the two is that's a really powerful tip yeah I love that
0: absolutely I recently did a budget on what it would take for me to because I, I work a full-time job as, as well as doing girls get and I recently did a budget on what it might look like if I was to drop down one day and or drop down two days and it was so interesting because I went through this whole exercise And I was really excited because I was like, wow, if I go down to three days a week, I only have to top up myself $40. So, you know, that means girls get, we could have one event or something like that per week and that would be perfect. And then (laughs) what I realized is actually that was incorrect and that's um, what I have to do for working four days a week so I got really excited thinking oh my gosh I can go down to three days like wow this would be amazing can can have more time on girls get more time on the podcast all this kind of thing and then I was like oh wow okay my expenses are a lot but that comes from being a homeowner so that's that's yes. what that is and that's not I think
1: it's so expensive and congrats on like owning a home and having those responsibilities but Thank oh you. my goodness adulting is hard like no one tells you, <laughs> like it just, oh my goodness. It's so overwhelming sometimes, but no, i like, it's great. It's so great that you've got those skills of kind of looking over that budget really frequently because it's, um, it's something that your future self will definitely thank you for.
0: Well, it's, it's also really handy, I think, and you would know this too, making sure that you've got pockets of money for certain things. And it's really funny because we live on a lifestyle block and we've got some lambs and we've got some chickens and we don't have an account for the food for the chickens. And so when we go down to a farm source or wherever, and we go and buy their chicken food once a month, I always say to my partner, I'm like, what account is this coming out of? Like we haven't actually accounted for it, which means that our food account or say our petrol account or our bills account ends up, big pain for the chicken food and that's been a con- constant now you know we moved into this house in July 2021 so you know it, it's great but it's still not perfect so it's definitely I need to take a leaf out of your book and actually go back and revisit it again to readjust it again I think
1: ever-evolving pr- like process and um, <laughs> I love that you kind of continue to look back at it because it yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot of what people I think probably forget and when they fall off the bandwagon is actually it's okay to kind of go back on your initial budget and your mm. plan if it no mm. longer suits where you're at and kind of what your goals are. Um, don't be afraid to change those things and, and kind of unsubscribe to the idea that you've failed. Mm. Um
0: yeah, I love that. No, chickens need their own debit card, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. They should go get their own food. I mean, what do I have to do it for? Come on. Yeah, really? <laughs> I think what you just did is so um, relatable for goals in general. You know, I always say to my Girls Get United membership, ladies, I say, you know, if you've created goals and it's not working for you change it and allow yourself to change it without feeling guilty and um, you know, put some work into the letting go or figuring out why it was that that goal wasn't working for you and what you could have done better and what you can improve for next time. But don't, don't stay there in that stuck place or don't keep holding on, you know, don't stick with this budget. If it's not working for you, don't stick with this goal if it's not working for you. Um, So reassessing is such a, a powerful aspect and everything to the goals and habits, I think as well.
1: I love that. I like to do like seasonal reflections of like my goals for the year, but also my habits and just how I'm feeling about them and actually mm-hmm. taking that time to ask myself, you know, how do I feel about this? Um, how do I feel about, you know, the way that these habits are making me um, start my day or end my day? And, you know, what can I do to change this, to make this better align with, with me and have things change for me? And I think, I put that down on my calendar because to like prompt me to reflect on those things Um, because otherwise I feel like I'll often just sit in that like uncomfortableness and kind of not really do anything Mm. um, and forget that I I don't have to feel guilty about stuff because it just doesn't align with me and I can let go of goals. That's totally okay. Um, So yeah, I, I really love what you were saying
0: that's so cool that you obviously practice that for yourself as well because I know that's a big one I don't know whether whether it's us specifically as women not being able to let go or if it's just a human thing but we all want to achieve everything that we set our mind to and sometimes we just one don't care enough or two it's just not the right timing or you know magnitude of reasons and that's okay
1: (laughs) I think we're very quick to adopt this sense of failure Mm. and I think we have to realize that 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 failure and bringing that onto ourselves is to be honest in most cases a choice um we very quickly can just say you know hey I've set that goal for myself I'm not accountable to anyone else but me for that therefore if, if, if it doesn't align with me like I'm my own boss with that and I think and maybe it's just because often we are we are you know sticking to other people's rules that we forget that goal is the one thing that we do for ourselves yes and they should be aligned with us, not other people or what, not what we see online or the that girl Instagram um, <laughs> routines, which sometimes can be great inspiration, but sometimes can just be kind of leading us down the wrong path. And and we just have to be kind of quite quick at letting those things go as soon as we realize they don't align with us.
0: Um, what are some habits that you have right now in your day-to-day life and why did you create them?
1: So a habit that I started end of last year, which I've loved and I'm just getting back to as I've come home, is um my daily podcast walks. I love a good podcast to start the day. Um when I was working up in Auckland I transferred this into a daily morning commute podcast, mm-hmm. which wasn't as nice as getting out in nature, but just yeah. starting my day off with some inspirational words and something to really motivate me has become a habit that I've really, really loved and have seen such a difference in how it sets me up for the day. Um, Often, I really like to also read during the day um, and also make sure that I'm having enough water. So I've got a one liter drink bottle that I try to finish at least once or twice. Um, And then another one of my favorite kind of habits that I do every evening is what I call a 10 minute tidy timer, um, where basically, and it sounds like a little kid thing, I realize when I say it out loud. But basically, I set a timer for myself and tidy as much of my office as I can, because for me... My environment is a really big kind of dictator of my mood. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I give myself a little bit of time in the evening to just kind of smash out as much as I can, I'm really motivated to do it because I know how good it makes me feel in the morning. But it also is just such a great way for me to start my day when I'm walking back into my office and I know it's clean and I know everything is and it's just all organized. Um, And so that's been one of my favorite habits to kind of really stick into my routines
0: i love that in terms of your 10 minute tidy timer i have a 10 minute um writing timer and that is to be able to prep for podcast episodes so i hear you on the 10 minutes that is so good but i haven't thought of that for cleaning 10 minute tidy timer i might take that
1: (laughs) do it and it's the same for people that like don't like doing the dishes i am like, just set a timer just smash out as much as you can if you but then also stick to it like if you are mo- unmotivated by the mm. end of the 10 minutes, you're still struggling with it. Like you've done 10 minutes, like congrats. It's actually really good. Um, but yeah, often, oftentimes you'll just keep going anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Such a great tip there. Um, what if you never learned the concept of creating habits? Because I feel like creating habits is something that just over the past few years, and especially with James Clear and Atomic Habits coming out, um, it's recently just kind of blown up. So if you've never used habits to help you achieve a goal before, what can you do to get started?
1: So I actually use this for anyone, whether they've started goals off with it, like, sorry, rather if they've ever set goals before Mm -hmm. the key to introducing habits into that is actually just breaking any goal down into the smallest action step possible so i think it's a really great way for us actually to begin to understand how is, what is this goal going to look like in action? Mm -hmm. Um, What is, what are the kind of behaviors I have to do to bring this goal to life? Because often when a goal is just, you know, run 10 Ks, for example, it's, it's so intangible. It's so kind of beyond what we'll have to do to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I like to think by start, starting to break down those goals into those smallest action steps possible. And what are the initial things I have to do to get me to kind of that starting place? So often, often when you're breaking down those goals, you have a couple of like one-off actions, like buying new running shoes or figuring out kind of a running program for yourself. But I'm thinking more of those consistent actions that you can do every single day, whether that's just tying your, your running shoes up after you brush your teeth or... Um, you know, calling a friend and asking if they want to go for a run in the morning and kind of having that accountability there as well. Um, Or at least, you know, making sure you're getting some sort of movement in to start your day. You know, it doesn't even have to be going for a run yet. It can just be the behaviors and the habits that will help you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've just got to be a little bit creative about how you think about habits too. I think often we, we think their like, habit is as big and scary as running, you know, running one day, for example. <laughs> yes. But it actually, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be as simple as putting your shoes on. It can be as simple as doing some morning stretches. It can be as simple as, you know, walking to the end of your mailbox and seeing if you're motivated to go to the end of the street. You know, it's, it's just breaking them down into those smallest habits possible um, is, is the best way to get started with habits if you haven't done it before.
0: That's really cool. What, when you were just talking about that, it made me think of what you said earlier in terms of growing more confidence within yourself and it's breaking things down and doing them really small. So, we're saying habits and confidence are similar in the sense that, you know, when you've got your goal um, or your desire to be the best version of yourself and it seems all too big, all too encompassing, you're like, what the heck is this? And how do I do that? Well, take some time to break it down and put it into the smallest possible steps and then just do that and then do a little bit more or, you know, keep growing that momentum. And before you know it, you'll be there.
1: You're so right. I think momentum is massive. And I think it's through that momentum that you grow resilience and that's what helps you become confident in you and your own abilities. And and definitely with starting habits and really sticking to them, that resilience is really crucial. It's that faith you have in yourself to go and accomplish something because you're really passionate about it and it's closely aligned to who you want to become. But it's also that, that, trust you have in yourself to show up you know to do something that that you want to do um and to kind to take action I think mm. is, is a, one of the biggest ways that we grow that resilience in ourselves and our own abilities and yeah that's definitely highly um interlinked to confidence as well
0: beautiful so I'm really, really excited because while we have you on as our first guest for Girls Get Confident, we actually also have you as our guest feature for this month with our online membership community, Girls Get United. I would love if you could tell us in your own words a little bit about the lesson that you've planned and why um, the lovely lady listening to this podcast potentially out for a walk or daily commute to work might enjoy checking it out and gain value from the lesson.
1: Yeah. So I loved putting this lesson together because I I do truly believe in that power of habits and how they can be the make or break in many ways to us achieving those big, scary goals. So in the lesson, I started off with some of the basics of, you know, why do I believe habits are really important and how they can kind of help us create that momentum that so achieving our goals rather becomes just part of that daily routine. Um, and then I break down how to figure out what those habits should be for you. I think we can be really quick to look externally for the habits that we should adopt into our own life. And we actually forget to ask probably the one and only person that will really know, and that's yourself,
0: yes. of, you know, those
1: habits that we should be implementing into our routines. So I go through the the two methods of either, you know, looking at the the kind of, way you want to start and end your day and kind of going off, you know, that lifestyle um, derived habits versus going off your goal derived habits and, and kind of the goals that you've already set for the year. And I, and then I also share on, you know, how to implement those habits into your routines in a way that sticks. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, that's something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, And so I was, yeah, really looking forward to sharing, sharing that method of, you know, how to implement those habits into your routines in a way that, you know, they'll just become really natural because that's the place we want to get with them, right? Like in a way where we don't need those, all of those prompts to trigger us to do those behaviors. They're just they're what we do every day, like brushing our teeth and, you know, having getting up and having breakfast. So um, how to really ingrain those habits is a big part of that lesson as well.
0: That is amazing. I am so excited because By the time this episode goes live, the new lesson will be live also. So um, if you are interested in that and want to check out a little bit about Girls Get United, get in on this month's lesson all about mastering your habits with Sarah from Live Lively, you can go and check out girlsgethq.com. All the information is there under membership. Now I have one last question for you to close off, Sarah. And that is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given and why
1: so one thing really came to mind with this and it's something i've heard very recently but i just loved it and it's this quote of you learn the most when you know the least and for me constant curiosity has been probably one of the things that, that's driven me the most this um constant um constant sorry this constant need to kind of want to continually improve myself and look for ways to do things better I think it's really motivated me not only to build my own confidence, but also to figure out what are the habits that are going to help me um, kind of improve me, improve me in the ways that I want to kind of show improvement in. Um, So being okay with not knowing everything, being okay with making mistakes, being okay with showing up imperfectly um, and you know, being okay with learning along the way and not being the smartest person in the room. And I think you, as that quote says, you learn the most when you're the dumbest person in the room because you have the opportunity to absorb so much knowledge and expertise from people around you. And just be constantly curious, constantly looking for ways to kind of learn more and find people that are living the life you want to live and and learn as much as you can from them. And I think that's definitely something I'm trying to channel more of even in this year as well.
0: That is an amazing answer thank you so much for that and also thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for being our first ever guest i'm very um, grateful to have shared this time with you and also really can't wait to hear what the lovely ladies listening think of this episode and what value they've taken away because no doubt they're you know I've heard it myself and been writing my own notes, there's a lot of goodness and golden nuggets that can be taken away and actually actioned upon from this episode. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That was such a privilege putting that together for you. And I'm really, really excited to hear what the girls think. Um, I think habits are just so powerful and I love to see kind of how they apply those lessons in there because they've been so fundamental to kind of how I've been putting my goals into action. So I hope they really enjoy that. But thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor.